I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach, here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, babes. Welcome to this week's episode. This topic that I'm going to talk about this week came to me partially through sessions with clients, conversations with friends, the way that that themes tend to reveal themselves to me just over the course of my life and my interactions with other humans, but also because this week I held my book in my hands for the first time, a physical copy of the book that I co-wrote with my friend and co-author, Andrea Seidel. Um, The book is called Breaking Up with People Pleasing. I will be sharing more about it, of course. I've shared a bit about it on my Instagram story, have mentioned it, you know, in previous podcast episodes before. But the book came in the form of of an author copy, um, you know, being able to look at it and hold it in my hands. Such a wild experience to see my name (laughs) on a book as the author is really fucking wild. And, you know, in that experience, I have found myself, you know, with everything that I teach about or that I coach on, pretty much is something I've experienced myself in some way, shape or form, right? And that includes this this concept. But it's it's weird to have it so fresh for me, this this thing that I coach on around, you know, the ways that we sort of avoid optimism, or we avoid allowing ourselves to feel excitement or to feel joy or to feel pleasure or to feel good feelings, right? And sort of the, you know, the psychology behind that, why it is that we avoid those feelings. And I find myself doing that with my book. And I thought it would be really good to share with all of you. I mean, it's a pretty vulnerable thing to share, I guess, but what the fuck else are we doing here if not being vulnerable, right? And so you know, with my book, and I've had a couple of good friends have this conversation with me about the book already. I have had several moments where I'm talking about, you know, this is my first book. This is the first time I've ever been an author. And it's the first time that I've, yeah, I've ever been the author of a book. I've never had a book published. Like this is a new, exciting milestone experience. And in talking to people that I love and trust about it, um, they would point out to me that I was sort of downplaying it. That I would talk about it and be like, yeah, it's not like a big deal. You know, it just is like, it's not a big deal because I co-authored it, right? I didn't write it all myself, so it's not a big deal. Or, you know, it's not a big deal because it's, you know, it's not like totally earth shattering. Like there's other books that are written on this topic, right? Or like it's just trying to find all of the ways that I could sort of downplay this as being not a big deal. And because I, you know, my sort of inner circle of most trusted people are people who call me out on my shit consistently as well. Every single one of them was like, why are you downplaying this? Like, this is, it's a cool thing. It's an objectively cool thing. And it's a significant thing that you did and that you put a lot of work into and that's a big deal. Why are you downplaying it? And I realized that I am downplaying it because 
for the same reason that I talk about all the time when, whether it's a client, a friend, you know, that we're feeling resistant to excitement or resistant to joy or resistment, resistance to, am I saying resistment? Resistance to excitement, resistance to joy, resistance to sort of getting invested in something, right? Resistance to investment. We're doing all of this as, you know, a self-protective mechanism, as with so many things, right? This is a way that we self-protect. And you might think, well, oh my God, if I'm not letting myself feel good feelings, how is that self-protecting? And really, ultimately, it's we're self-protecting because think about it. Joy and hope, especially hope, optimism, getting excited about something, getting invested in the possibility of something, those are really fucking vulnerable emotions and experiences, right? Getting excited about something, to go back to this example that I'm using here, like me being excited about a book launch and publishing a book and putting it out there into the universe is vulnerable, and you may think, well, why? Why is that vulnerable? It's vulnerable because, well, what if what if I'm so excited and I'm on here on my podcast talking about, you know, I'm so stoked to put out this book and then people read it and they're like, this sucks. This book isn't good. I don't like it. It wasn't helpful to me, right? Like, what if I look silly? What if I put myself out there and share my excitement and share my joy And then somebody else, you know, thinks it's not a big deal or thinks differently and I look foolish, right? That's where the vulnerability comes in. And you might be hearing this about me and being, being like, Aubrey, I'm not getting it. Like, there's still no reason that you should, you should let yourself feel excited about (laughs) publishing a book, but I want you to apply it to an example in your life. Think about a time in your life where you felt afraid to get excited about something, where you felt like you didn't want to get you didn't want to get ahead of yourself. Think about, you know, times when you thought sort of the key phrase is like, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself or I don't, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up, right? I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to get too invested if I don't know if it's going to pan out. And I've, we've talked here before about the difference between like letting yourself get excited about something and then getting attached to an outcome to the point that you sort of plan your entire life around it. And if it doesn't happen, you're crushed, Right. But for a lot of people, there's we sort of even feel resistance to letting ourselves think about it, letting ourselves dream about something, letting ourselves think, if this happened, it would be amazing. And I really hope that it does, right? Because sharing, sharing that hope, even naming it to ourselves, feels so vulnerable. And often it's not even about, you know, it's mostly about looking foolish, the idea that we might look foolish to someone else. And so for a lot of people, you'll find, and this is why a lot of us downplay our accomplishments or the things that we're excited about or the things we're pursuing. And we say, oh yeah, um, you know, I, yeah, I started a business, but it's like not a big deal. It's just like a little silly thing that I'm doing on the side. I say that because that's, I quote that because that is how I used to talk about my coaching business <laughs> when I first started out and I was getting certified as a life coach you better believe I downplayed that shit all the time to anyone who would ask me about it. And I would say, yeah, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. I'm just, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. Because in my mind, then if it didn't pan out, if I didn't ever, you know, if I didn't ever grow it into being my full-time work, which I have now, then if, if I didn't, if I hadn't said that I wanted to, then nobody could view it as a failure if I didn't make it, right? 
if I said from the beginning, oh, it's just, it's just a side hustle, it's just whatever, then if it never grew to be more, which I hoped internally that it would, then nobody would be able to judge me for that. <clears throat> so I kept it small. I, you know, I would, I, we do this with all kinds of things. We do this with all kinds of things in our lives. And I'm sure you're listening to this and there's something you can think of for you, maybe more than one thing, where you feel excited about something or there's something good going on in your life, right? And there is this sense of like, ooh, don't let yourself get too excited. Don't get too attached. Because we are avoiding the potential for, well, if you get your hopes up and it doesn't pan out, you'll get disappointed. Or if you say you want it and then you don't get it, then people will think that you looked stupid for wanting it in the first place. Which, by the way, if people react that way, they're assholes. If you were hopeful about something and excited about something and invested in it and you told someone and then it didn't pan out and that person is making fun of you or that person is thinking less of you because you went for something and it didn't work out, fuck them. (laughs) That is not a person that, I mean, honestly, that's not a person you want in your life, period. That's my view. But that's definitely not a person whose opinion we need to take stock in when we are in a place where we're taking risks and we're taking chances and we're doing cool shit and putting ourselves out there. That is not the person that you want to be seeking counsel from. That is not who you want in your inner circle of advisors. And I guarantee you that is also not a person who is out there taking risks and doing cool shit. People who are out there doing cool shit and making shit happen for themselves don't have the time or the energy, nor are they, you know, as kind of (laughs) absorbed in what other people are doing to be able to make fun of someone for trying. So we're going to let go of the opinions of those people. Can you tell that I feel passionately about this? Because I really do. Anybody who would make you feel badly or who would belittle you for trying is not a person whose opinion we're seeking anymore. Okay? So just to name that, number one. But the other reason why we need to sort of ditch this habit, right? If it wasn't clear, I think we need to, I want us to really resist the urge to downplay our excitement, to downplay our hope, to downplay our joy. Because one, especially if we're concerned about what other people are going to think or that we're going to look silly, well, fuck those people, right? One. And number two, It also robs the people who care deeply about us of the ability to be there for us when shit is hard. So using the example of my business, okay? So when I first became a coach and I, you know, I knew that I really wanted to be able to take my coaching business full time and make this my career, right? And I was in a day job at the time and I started coaching part time and I knew that I, this is eventually, you know, the goal. This is what I want. And at first, it was really scary to name that for people. And so I didn't for most people. I didn't share that I wanted it to become, you know, that I was trying to grow it into my primary career and source of income. But I did tell my wife. I told my wife because she is, I mean, she obviously is my most trusted human in my life. I, you know, I share my most kind of vulnerable thoughts and everything with her, but Part of that was because I knew that if that didn't pan out, I knew how important this was to me. And one, she was going to support me to get there, of course. And you have to be able to share with somebody if you want their support in, 
in pursuing a goal, they have to know that you have the goal in the first place. But two, because if I didn't make it, if it didn't happen, if I was disappointed along the way, I needed her. I was going to need her to support me. And if if I had told her, oh, it's just a little business, it's just a stupid thing, it's just a hobby, and then it didn't end up working out, how is she going to be there for me to know that like, wow, you really wanted this and it didn't happen, that must be disappointing. How can I love you and support you through this? When we downplay how invested we are in something, we then take away the ability for the people who love us to know when we're heartbroken over something, to know when we're disappointed. If we're trying to kind of hide that for the shame of feeling like, you know, we might look foolish or we might look silly, then we also rob them and ourselves of the ability to to be in that space of support and of love. So I'd say that. And the last thing I would say is that, you know, as we're doing this this game of downplaying, of saying, you know, oh, it's not a big deal or, oh, don't get too excited, don't get your hopes up, you're taking away your opportunity for a lot of joy right fucking now, right now. And I this is, I don't care if you're working on something and you're really enjoying the process of, you know, working on a degree and you're, you know, you're in the middle of school and you really like it and you're excited about it and you, you know, can't wait to finish. But there is that lingering thought in the back of your mind that's like, well, what if I can't finish? What if I don't do it? And then I look stupid. So let me just not tell anyone I'm doing it. You're robbing yourself of the joy of getting to fully experience that in the moment, right? Or feeling hopeful about something. I have a lot of clients who are like applying for jobs and they're really enjoying the interview process and enjoying getting to meet people at a particular company. I'm thinking of one client in particular who's had a couple of interviews at this company and they've loved every every step of the way. They've loved everyone they've met. They feel really hopeful about getting this job. And we had the conversation of like, well, I don't want to get my hopes up. So let me just like assume I'm not going to get the job. And let me just go into it like kind of like, you know, I don't care. And it's like not a big deal to me if I don't get this job. A, not letting yourself show that you care and that you're excited in that context is going to make you look like you don't care and you're not excited, which is going to sabotage you, right? Imagine this in like a romantic relationship, for example. And people do this shit all the time. And I think I get where it comes from. It's self-protective as with all of this, but I think it's bullshit, which is that people do the like, play it cool, like play hard to get, pretend you're not interested, be coy. Fuck that. Because guess what? You're going to show up in that setting and you're with that person and they're going to think, oh, they're not into me because you are projecting that you are not into them, right? It's the same at a job. You go into a job interview and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to act like I don't care if I get this job or not. You are going to appear as somebody who doesn't care if they get that job or not. It is okay to want something, I'm going to say that again because it, it feels it feels sometimes like a revolutionary thought and it sounds so straightforward on the face of it. But like, really, I'm just going to say it again. It is OK. In fact, it is even good to want something and to let yourself feel the feelings of wanting something or being excited about something or feeling proud of yourself for something or feeling joyful about something. These are vulnerable feelings. They are but they are good. They open something within us that, you know, I think sometimes we forget that we're capable of feeling joy. And those, you know, those kinds of emotions of optimism or joy or hopefulness or 
excitement can scare us a little bit because we, you know, we worry about, well, what's going to happen when they go away? But if we're so wrapped up in what's going to happen when they go away, we forget that we're, we get to feel them right now. If you're so focused on what's going to happen when it goes away, you're not paying attention to the fact that you have it in front of you right now. So what I'm trying to say is let yourself feel the good feelings. And yes, sure, you could have some realism in the back of your mind knowing that, yeah, at any time, something difficult could happen. Something, you know, disappointing could happen. But part of this too is not only letting yourself feel what feels good, letting yourself get excited, letting yourself be hopeful. In doing that, you are not only allowing yourself to savor the positive feelings you're having now or that you're anticipating, but you're also trusting in your own ability to get through it when shit goes sideways. And if it's not in this situation, it's going to be in another one that, yeah, there are going to be things that don't go your way. That is true. This is not me saying, oh, just just manifest it and everything in your life will go exactly as you want it to. That's not how I think. That's not what I believe. And if you've been around here for a while, you know that. It's not me saying that. It's not me saying it's all going to be easy. It's not me saying that you're never going to be disappointed. It's not me saying that you're never going to feel embarrassed, that you're never going to feel let down. But what I am saying is like, you can let yourself feel the good feelings now and trust that if something disappoints you, that if you feel hurt, if you feel sad, if you feel let down, you will survive it. You will find a way to get through it. You will. I believe that. So now you have to start believing that. So that is your word for this week. I hope you're having a beautiful day, a beautiful week, wherever you are, whatever it is that you've got going on. Allow yourself to really feel the full spectrum of what's good. Let go of the fear that, you know, what if it goes away? What if something disappoints me? You will eventually feel disappointed. You will eventually feel let down by something in this life. But you will find a way to get through it. I promise. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty rad. Or you can send a good old-fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes. <laughs>